0: This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state. Oh, no way. Maybe that was Parliament 2022, not the dawn of the universe. Hello, I'm Brian Ashenden and I had the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team a group of qualified individuals who are able to answer any technical advice strategy queries you may have for your clients. Now last week we saw the first full sitting of parliament for 2022. And whilst the house of representatives has continued to sit this week, the Senate has not, but the first week did deliver from a financial planning perspective with some legislation passed, other measures introduced and some more still to come. So let's start with what passed and most importantly, the Treasury Laws Amendment, Enhancing Superannuation Outcomes for Australians and Helping Australian Businesses Invest Bill, was passed by both Houses of Parliament and is now awaiting Royal Assent, meaning it is almost as good as law. Now, this bill contained the required amendments to give effect to a number of the Government's announcements around superannuation from the 2021 Federal Budget. In particular, this bill gives a set effect to the following measures. First, the removal of the $450 earning threshold before superannuation guarantee becomes payable. Now taking effect from the 1st of July 2022, this now removes the minimum monthly earning requirement of $450 per month before an employer becomes obligated to pay superannuation guarantee contributions for eligible employees. And Based on the 1 July 2022 start date, this will kick in at the 10.5% SG contribution rate and will assist those who work part-time or are returning to the workforce to start to build or rebuild their superannuation retirement savings balances. The second change was that the amount that will become eligible to be accessed under the First Home Super Saver Scheme will increase from the current $30,000 to $50,000 per eligible individual. This applies to applications made on or after the 1st of July, 2022. So for those clients actively looking for a home at the moment and hoping to access some of their super to apply towards the deposit, they'll need to ensure any application is held off until the 1st of July. Thirdly, the eligibility age to make a downsizer contribution will be reduced from its current age 65 to age 60, again, with effect from the 1st of July, 2022. However, unlike the changes to the First Home Super Saver Scheme, the age-based eligibility here is determined at the time the amount is to be contributed. This means a client who is age 59 could sell the home and still make a downsizer contribution provided they have turned 60 by the time they make that contribution, which is within 90 days of receiving the proceeds from sale. Of course, all other criteria must still be met such as the requirement to have owned the house for at least 10 years and not to have utilised a downsizer contribution before. Now, interestingly, with a 1 July 2022 start date for these contributions, this is a potential opportunity for clients who settle the sale of their principal place of residence on or after the 2nd of April 2022 and meet the at least age 60 requirement by 1 July 2022 you know, the last possible day to contribute in that 90 day timeframe. And the fourth and perhaps most significant measure is the contributions to age 75 being able to be made without the need to meet the work test. Now, again, this measure applies from the 1st of July, 2022. Now, interestingly, this change only applies to non-concessional contributions and salary sacrifice contributions. In what can essentially be described as an integrity measure, the ability to make personal deductible contributions between ages 67 and 75 will still be subject to meeting the work test requirement. Now this change also enables the use of the bring forward provision to be extended until the year in which a client turns 75. However, its real effectiveness does diminish as you get closer to that age. The change to age 75 without a work test requirement is not intended to allow for contributions to be made in years where they have not previously been allowed. So currently, the ability to make voluntary contributions cuts out when you turn 75. So under the new rules, there is no ability to invoke that bring forward rule really in the year you turn 75. You can just make the normal annual contribution. In the year the client turns 74, they could potentially make a two-year bring-forward contribution, which simply resents the total of the annual contributions that they could have made in that year and the next. And the ability to make a three-year bring-forward contribution therefore essentially ceases in the year the client turns 73. Now, whilst these legislative changes have been made, it is important to remember that we will also still need to see changes to the relevant regulations in the superannuation law. For example, the changes I mentioned around contributions to age 75 have been made to the tax nature of those contributions, so whether deductible or not, and when an excess contribution liability arises, which it doesn't where the bring forward opportunity has been properly invoked. The actual rules around the work test requirements are actually contained in the superannuation regulations, and we have not yet seen those changes made. However, there is no reason to believe this will not occur before the 1st of July this year even with a federal election to occur in the interim. Now, one change from the 2021 budget that we are yet to see amending legislation introduced for is the ability to wind back certain legacy pensions, particularly those run from self-managed superannuation funds. What we did see introduced as a bill last week, but not yet passed, are minor amendments that enable complying income streams to be commuted to the extent that it removes issues associated with breaches of a client's transfer balance cap but only commutations to that level, not the budget announcement for the full rollback. That legislation is still expected to come this year with hope that it could be implemented before the 1st of July, 2022. Now, remember, if you have any technical questions, you can contact the BT Technical Services team on one 655 901 or by email to technical at btfinancialgroup.com. And you can also join us for our fortnightly BT Academy webinars, where we discuss all things technical and regulatory in the advice space. Our next fortnightly session is scheduled for Wednesday, the 2nd of March, 2022, when I'll be presenting on the topic of, you know, and I know better. And working in the best interests of a client is not a new concept. We've had it from FOFA since 2013. It permeates throughout the code of ethics. We hear it's not all about cost, but what does it really mean? So in this session, we'll delve into what best interest means from a legislative, ethical and fiduciary perspective. We'll show how best interest doesn't mean the best or the cheapest and alternative options that can show how you can put your client in a better position. To register for that session, which we expect to be accredited for one ethics CPD point, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series there. You can also view our previous webinars on demand and all sessions are accredited for CPD purposes. Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast is being developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.